our Heavenly Father, please fill this space and wherever the listeners are with your Holy Spirit and open up their ears to hear your message and let my words be your words in Jesus' name. I am human and prone to error. Please help me if any of my flesh gets in the way of your message. Because my heart's desire is only to share what you have placed on my heart. Guide me with the Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. I felt Jesus spoke to me in my morning prayer and said to tell this to you for this episode. Jesus loves you all and wants you to be saved. Repent for your sins and follow him alone. For only he is the way, the truth, and the life. Only he can bring you to the Father and give you everlasting life. Come as you are and repent for your sins, my people, and I will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Life is short, and eternity is forever. Choose to dwell with God in eternity. The Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth says he loves you and wants you to be saved. Repent for your sins and follow him, and the peace of Christ will dwell in you for all eternity. That is the end of his message for this episode. Do you live with an ongoing fear and heartache of what you see happening around you in today's world? Almost all of the tragedies we see today on the news stem from a place of a lack of love. In a world where so many of us are lacking pure, unconditional love, where can we receive this love? The type of love the world gives can be very conditional, and no matter how much we try as human beings to give love to each other, it can never equal to the unconditional, endurance-filled, purely divine love of Jesus Christ. His love is given to us so freely. Are you too busy to sometimes even see the love some of the people closest to you crave or even pets? I was too busy to notice how much my own cute little Maltese needed my love, even though my family kept pointing it out to me. Today, after giving her love, I realized how much happier she is with it. Love is life-giving and very important. How can we be filled with enough love so we can have extra to give to others? The answer, no doubt, is to be filled with the divine, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Jesus sees you and says he loves you all. It is us who need to choose to love him back by believing in him and following his commandments. He is always waiting for us to go to him as we are and repent for our sins. So he gives us the Holy Spirit and brings us peace through the trials we go through in this world. 
John 16.33 in the Bible states, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus says, only he can bring you to the Father and give you everlasting life. In the Bible, it states in John 3, 36, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. In 1 Peter 5, 10, it states, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. In the Bible it states in John 17.3, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. What does it mean when He loves you all? When I first came to Christ, I thought that was wishful thinking. After my testimony, I had a knowing that God loves everyone and in a divine way that I cannot describe on earth. The way I understood His love for us was imagine if you put a heart in the middle of the sun and make it shine constantly day and night and understand that this light contains every type of love on earth. Parental love, spousal love, friendly love, and add divine love to it, and multiply it times infinity and let it shine forever and ever. It is never-ending and has no room for anything else. There is no room for fear, no room for evil, no room for conditions. This is the best way I can describe this love. After I put this love together with the understanding that His holy love, God, did not have to come and die for us, but He even did that. He loves us so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die for us. I just wanted to kneel down and say, I will do anything for you. And I get tears in my eyes every time I remember this moment of my sudden understanding of how holy he is and how according to that measure, I and all of us sin as human beings and can never come close to his holy, pure, divine love that endures forever. But do you wander based on your past teachings of religion if that is true? I kept wondering, does that mean he loves criminals? What if that only applies to Christians? Does that mean he loves Muslims, Buddhists, Jews? I had a knowing that he loves everyone, but I thought if I look at the Bible, I will find that that's not true. 
until I read the Bible and realized that it is exactly true. He does love all of us in a divine, everlasting way. His love has no bounds and is completely unconditional. If you look at Psalm 136, it says over 20 times his love endures forever. When we choose to follow Jesus, we choose to love him back. We choose to be saved. He's there loving us all the time and waiting and saying, come as you are and repent for your sins and believe in me so you can be saved and have God, the Holy Spirit, and remain with God in eternity. He doesn't say, but by the way, change first, then come. He says, come as you are. The Holy Spirit will help you change. Without the Holy Spirit, it is very hard for us to make major changes in our lives and to love those people in our lives that have hurt us in major ways. I'm not talking about your boss or the guy down the street who screamed obscenities at you or someone who cut you off in traffic this morning or your sibling who you are mad at. All of these are part of it too. But what about people who have massacred someone's family or hurt your child or have betrayed you? Forgiving the people who have hurt you in such tragic ways and showing them love as a result is impossible without this kind of divine intervention of the Holy Spirit. I have seen this type of forgiveness happen because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Although the Bible does not specifically say, come as you are, once the following verses are put together, we can clearly see that this is what Jesus is saying. Here are some of these verses. In Isaiah 1.18, it states, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Revelation 22.17 states, the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. He didn't say, Wait. First make sure you do not sin. Then I will go on the cross for you. There was no bargaining or negotiation here. He loves us all regardless of our sin and died for us while we were sinning. In Romans 5.8, it states, But God demonstrates 
his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible states in Joel 2, 32, And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. As you can clearly see, the Bible states everyone, not some of you. When we repent for our sins, He gives us the Holy Spirit to help us transform. And we as followers of Christ want to sin less. Because after we realize the love He has for us, we love Him so much that we want to follow His commandments and understand that the commandments are there as a manual for life. And our Creator knows what's best for His creation. The Holy Spirit helps us in this transformational process. I have witnessed felons and people with addictions and people with anger in their hearts change and become transformed over a period of years just by coming to Christ and reading the Bible. They sin less and less over time. Sometimes there is this sudden, full, and complete transformation, which is a very miraculous thing to watch. But the majority of the time, it's a transformation process done throughout a lifetime. Can God be angry with us, although He loves us? According to the Bible, He can. I have only personally seen this once in my walk with Jesus over the past three years, and I was quite surprised. I was surprised because in all of this time, he was never angry with people who were misusing drugs and had substance use disorder and were committing crimes as a result. Those ones I would pray for, he was always very forgiving to my surprise and just kept guiding them to repent for their sins and read the Bible. That was his main message. He would also guide me to support them in any way I could, in legal matters, matters of housing and their needs, and emotional support. Sometimes I felt he spoke to me and said to step back and let the Lord take care of them, but I never heard any anger. The only time I saw him quote a Bible verse to a friend of mine that showed his wrath was when she was saying she was a chosen one and was worshipping other things that she believes to be God, such as energy life force, Egyptian philosophy, or anything other than the one true God himself through Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I was sitting across from her when I felt God speak to me to quote her from Malachi 3, 2. I had no idea what it was until I read it. It states, But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. Then I felt him speak and said, Tell her Jesus says, come follow me alone. 
This happened right after she was talking to my friend about her beliefs. Even in her case, I felt Jesus spoke to me and said, Pray for her to come to know the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for her to cry out to me in her hour of need. Some of you or your friends may believe in New Age philosophy that includes energy. Energy is God's creation and is not God. We do not need faith to believe in energy because it is measured scientifically. This is more relatable to us as human beings because it is seen in life forms and some of it can be measured as well. You cannot have the peace, joy, and hope of the Holy Spirit in you and be led to all truth and eternal life if you believe in energy as your God. This becomes very dangerous grounds as it is considered idolatry in the Bible. The only way you will come to know the difference and understand is if you wholeheartedly make a choice to believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and believe He died and rose from the dead, and repent for your sins. Then you will see the huge difference between these earthly matters you are worshipping and the Holy Spirit. In some cultures, people use the word chi. I understand these to be the breath of life from God that is given to everyone, even animals. In the Bible it states, in Ecclesiastes 3.19, Surely the fate of human beings is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. The breath of life is different from the Holy Spirit in that everyone has it, and it does not lead you to becoming holy. The breath of life allows you to breathe and live on this planet. According to the Bible, the Holy Spirit is given to those who believe in Romans 10.9 and repent for their sins. In the Bible it states in Galatians 5.22-23 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. The way you can know if you have the Holy Spirit is simple. Are you believing Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and in your heart believe He died and rose from the dead? And have you repented for your sins? Do you see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life increase as time goes on? The idolatry happens when some people take chi, the breath of life, and make him into God.
Qi is the breath of life given by God, as I understand it. But it is not God himself. Some of you or your family members may be doing this without even realizing it and may be believing that they are following God, but when in fact they remain under God's wrath because they do not have Jesus to save them from their sins. Let's look at some biblical examples of God getting angry with people about idolatry, which in one of the ways occurs when you take the creation and turn it into the Creator. In Ezekiel 5.13, it states, Then my anger will cease, and my wrath against them will subside, and I will be avenged. And when I have spent my wrath on them, they will know that I, the Lord, have spoken in my zeal. In Romans 2.5, it states, But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgment will be revealed. In John 3.36 in the Bible it states, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Jesus loves you all and wants you to be saved, but you need to repent for your sins and follow him. That part is your choice. You need to make that choice. He loves you, but will you love him back? His love is gentle. He will not force you to come to him, but wants to wait and see if you will choose him. Forcing someone goes against the very character of God, which is pure, holy love that is boundless. Many of you or your loved ones may be following the New Age philosophies and are not realizing that we are saved not through works, but by believing in the one true God and believing in Romans 10.9. In the Bible it states in Ephesians 2, 8-9 For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Some of the works you do are great and commendable, but you are not saved according to the Bible. Those who follow Jesus do the works because we love Christ, but we are saved regardless. He loves us regardless. That is the divine, unconditional love of Christ. Being saved because you are doing good work is conditional once again. It is earthly love and not divine. It is not a godly divine love. We are loved first by God so much so that He sent His one and only Son to die for us so that we could be saved through believing in Him. 
And yet some of you or your family are not seeing this truth that is so clearly in front of you. Flee this idolatry that takes you more towards darkness and puts you under the wrath of God and makes you remain under the law. Come to Jesus to be saved. I pray you come to know the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and you cry out to him in your hour of need. Believe in Romans 10.9 that states, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Repent for your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2.38 it states, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you and your families.